all the people just kind of encouraging you, you know, to just go out and be in your community, you know, regardless of if it's, you know, just for composting, but just to have these sort of interactions and these personal experiences with everybody. Um, it's really nice to see people that feel that way and are reiterating it and reiterating it and encouraging that community feeling. It's very important to me. Welcome to the third episode of the Composting for Community podcast from the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. My name is Nick Stumelanger, ILSR's Communications Manager. This episode was recorded during the U.S. Composting Council's annual conference in Los Angeles in January of 2017. It features Tiffany Best, the founder of Apple Rabbit Compost in Jacksonville, Florida. We discuss how she came to form her composting business and the role it plays in her community. Tiffany also offers insight on her involvement with the startup culture of Jacksonville and the challenges to starting your own community composting operation. This podcast is the third in a special promo series for the fifth annual Cultivating Community Composting Workshop and Forum in Atlanta, sponsored by the Institute for Local Self-Reliance and Biocycle Magazine. Register and learn more at ilsr.org slash ccc-2018. That's ilsr.org slash ccc-2018. Be sure to rate this podcast on iTunes or wherever you receive your podcasts. It helps us to continue to create great content for you, such as ILSR's other podcasts, Building Local Power, Local Energy Rules, and Community Broadband Bits. Finally, be sure to visit ILSR.org for the latest on our work in all sectors of community development. And now, here's Tiffany. Here at the Compost 2017 USCC's Conference on Composting, sitting here with Tiffany Bess. Um, doing some interviews, raising up the voices of community composters, and generally kind of getting the the sense of how this all works. So, um, Tiffany, I'll just have you introduce yourself and um, say a few words about kind of why you're here and what you do. My name is Tiffany Bess, and I am the founder of Apple Rabbit Compost in Jacksonville, Florida, which was actually where the 2016 conference was. Um, so I was able to attend that conference last year, and right before I started my business. And so it was really, really inspiring to be able to be around so many different people like that. So that's why I'm here this year to kind of get that same experience, especially since I know more than I did last year. So definitely. Yeah, that's excellent. Um, it's kind of cool to be able to see the life cycle of, of like the business and like what you're doing, um, you know, year to year for the compost stuff. Um, so I'll start with an easy question. One that a lot of people are saying, okay, I get a, get a sense of how this is going. Uh, what's For you, what's the power of compost and composting? Um, for me, it's really a connection with the community. Uh, the area of the city that I live in is very tight-knit. It's very um, family-oriented, it seems like. And so compost is such a beautiful thing because it's, you know, taking death and turning it into life again and it's just very symbolic of you know the life cycle and it's just a very good way to empower our community and empower our fellow people by giving them something that they can create from something that's normally just discarded. Definitely yeah so maybe talk a little bit about um why you wanted to start Apple Rabbit Compost, why you wanted to kind of get that going, and um, what parts of your community is that serving, and kind of how is that woven into the fabric of your community now? Um, so I started Apple Rabbit after managing a popular restaurant in the city that I live in. I was watching food get thrown away constantly, and so I just kind of got to thinking, like, isn't there something for recycling food the same way we recycle glass and paper? Um, so I did some research into what my city had to offer, and it was nothing. 
Um, so that was a little disheartening and I kind of put the idea on the shelf and a few months later I was like, there's still nothing like this around. I want to start it. I want to provide this service to people that I know would enjoy it. You know, being in the restaurant industry, I had a lot of connections with other restaurateurs and, you know, saw that they, this was something that they were interested in. And so there was definitely a viable market for it. Um, That's great. I mean, yeah, it seems like filling a need and kind of when you do literally have nothing uh, for, for composting in a, in a community, then, you know, wherever you start and whatever you're doing is a, is a good place to go. Um, so moving forward from that, you said that, you know, you're in, you know, primarily doing residential, like how does your business on a day-to-day basis, how, what does that look like? What are you, what are you doing? What's your customer base look like commercial residential? Also, um, how, how engaged are you with the community? Um, so I am very involved in the community. I've actually been asked to be a contributor for one of our local publications, Edible Northeast Florida, um, and that is a national publication, so most other regions do have um, a publication, a copy, where they are. Um, and I'm also part of our Green Action Committee uh, for a local event in our city. So with that, we're just kind of trying to act as a catalyst for other events and show them that you can be sustainable and you can be green without being a hippie dippy granola festival you know it can just be green as an added bonus um so i also do a lot of volunteer work with uh, like our river keeper as well as um i've done some volunteer work at our local college as well so i'm definitely always out and about in the city Great. So education is a big part of composting. You know, a lot of people will be like, how do I turn food scrap, how do I turn this banana peel into, into dirt that I can plant in the ground, that type of thing. Um, what kind of relationship do you have with education, outreach, those types of parts in Jacksonville? Um, right now, I don't have a lot of outreach like that. Um, I still work like a full-time job, so I don't have a lot of opportunity to go out to schools like I want to. Um, I do have a lot of interest from homeschool groups that are very interested in coming out and learning about composting. Um, I have had one homeschool group that did go out to the farm and they took a look at our compost site. It was like a group of about six children. And so we just kind of walked them around and showed them, you know, the pile of the food, you know, that just came from a garbage can and then walked them and showed them the different processes and, you know, how now at the end of this line you know we have this wonderful dirt that they all played around in and they got really excited about it and they also like the animals on the farm of course but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah they were just really excited to learn that you know this, this food that they kind of like take for granted can actually be something really cool like what kid doesn't love dirt you know. Yeah, exactly. That's good. What kid doesn't love dirt? That's like a great like slogan you can do for, for that outreach. Um, <laughs> so another thing um, that I think is important for a lot of folks, especially if they are looking to replicate some of these things in their own community is uh, what are the challenges that you've run into? I know some people at the conference so far have talked about, you know, policy challenges or um, access to capital, you know, being able to actually have the money to start up those types of things. Um, so what have you found to be challenging in this field? 
Um, definitely the money aspect. Um, I've been growing very slowly, uh, so I haven't had the need for quite a lot of money quite yet. Um, but now I'm getting to the point where I can't really be using a pitchfork easily anymore. I would love to have a front loader for the tractor that's on the property. Um, so getting money just for some bigger pieces of equipment like that, like, you know, chippers and shredders and things, um, that's definitely an issue as well as being to show people our worth and that, you know, what we are doing costs money and it does, it is worth money. It is worth, you know, paying for. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's honestly the biggest hurdle I've had is just convincing people that this as much as it's a labor of love and I do it for next to nothing I can't do it for completely nothing right. um, so like that's kind of been my biggest issue was just kind of introducing people to the idea and showing them like it's worth and making them see what it is you know definitely what's the kind of relationship that you had with your um, local um government like Jacksonville City Council or, or maybe Department of Parks that type of thing I don't know exactly what the relationship looks like but anything that you've done uh, encountered there um I don't have a lot of a relationship with them the only this is kind of beside the point but the only relationship I've had with our parks and recreation um, director was actually to ask about why our recycle bins in our city parks are not being recycled. They are still being sent to the landfill and our residents don't know this. Um, so like, that's the only... <laughs> not the best interaction yeah, for that, yeah. yeah. So far, it's, it hasn't been the best. Um, but he's very willing to work with me and hopefully kind of either remove those bins or maybe do an actual recycling pickup service mm -hmm. or at least paint them so people aren't deceived anymore because I know a lot of people that would hold on to their recyclables if they knew that that wasn't going to be going you know where it's supposed to yes yes definitely I'm sure there's a lot of people that are saying well I just take it home or something like that so um that's a interesting relationship with that um so kind of looking at the conference here and you know we had an all-day workshop on on uh, monday where we heard from a lot of different community composters you know various different scales and various different um, areas of the country what's the what do you think is the best thing that you've learned from them and their kind of offering the the different parts of the business model but also like the actual the impact the community engagement parts what do you what do you what did you take away from from that well a couple things that uh people showed uh us at the uh, workshop yesterday one of the things that i really really enjoyed was the rewards program um that one was very interesting to me it was dustin's business um and so I really liked that a lot, as well as uh, all the people just kind of encouraging you, you know, to just go out and be in your community, you know, regardless of if it's, you know, just for composting, but just to have these sort of interactions and these personal experiences with everybody. Um, it's really nice to see people that feel that way and are reiterating it and reiterating it and encouraging that community feeling. It's very important to me. Yeah, definitely. It's um, something where I think we can all learn from the challenges and from the successes that a lot of people have had. So, um, and I like to say that, you know, there's not one, like th something that's right for Jacksonville or something that's right for Austin is not going to be right for 
another city that has different circumstances. So um, we definitely want to, you know, blast as, as many different models out there as possible because each community is different. Um, and, you know, you're, you're closing different gaps. So you're, you're saying you have a really healthy startup culture. And maybe that's a good way to say, like, at the ground level, like, you want to be composting. So, yeah. like, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to share with us for, for this interview? Um, so just kind of touching on, you know, different models and what doesn't work, you know, for one versus the other, uh, like Kat with Tilthy Rich, you know, she does it all by bike, you know, she's an awesome, powerful woman and I would love to go that route, but Jacksonville is so sprawling. It is huge, like land wise. And so that hasn't been something that I've been able to do quite yet. And it's really encouraging to see, you know, these people that are still saying, even if you aren't able to do it how I'm doing it, you're still doing it the right way for you. So that's been very positive and just kind of affirming, you know, that things are going okay and I'm on the right track. That's a great message to blast out to anyone that might be listening to this too. So that's great. All right. So I'll, I'll end this with, with the, the recommendation. The, the recommendation of what you're reading, listening to, anything you're interested in, um, just so that people can go right from this conversation where you're getting your perspective to something that's informed you, that type of thing. So do you have a recommendation for us? Yeah, um, so starting out, one of the, the biggest people I kind of paid attention to was Dr. Elaine Ingram. Um, so she was definitely one of the compost pioneers that I loved and loved listening to it was very informational um as well as books you can never get enough books um especially like rodale's organic um they have a, several composting books and they are just chock full of information everything you need to know uh, honestly if you have one of those books you probably don't need any of the other ones because it probably has everything that you need to learn about composting that's great, like an all-sources all guide. That's great. All right, well, thank you so much, Tiffany, for being here with me. I hope you had a good time here. I did. Thank you so much for having me. This was an amazing experience, and what a wonderful way to end it. Thank you so much for listening to this special episode of the Composting for Community podcast from the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. Thank you to Grapes for his track, I Dunno, licensed on Creative Commons. Be sure to check out the rest of the ILSR podcast family, including Building Local Power, Local Energy Rules, and Community Broadband Bits at ILSR.org. Have a great day.